I'm excited. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to getting angry about the ACC screwing Florida State. I think it's really like the it's what I'm looking for. I'm gonna gear myself up for it. I'm going to be disappointed if it's a favorable schedule. To be honest, I want I want to be hot tonight. Good show. Chris, some, what are some of the lock games? Do you think? Like, are there any locked in games that you you project right now for the ACC schedule? Well, the first two and the last two. So that's LSU and Southern Miss in the front end, and North Alabama and Florida in the back end. Those are locked. And then FSU-BC on the 16th makes sense because every other opponent FSU is scheduled to play, the other seven, all have a game already scheduled for that Saturday. I do not expect FSU to have that early of a bye. So BC on the 16th, I believe it's at BC, would make sense as well. Beyond that, no. I mean, there's some other league games that are locked. The league tweeted out today about the uh, November 11th pit game in Yankee Stadium, I think it was. So there's stuff like that. The league has also shared some of the first couple weeks again this year. Last year, I think they did the first three weeks well in advance. They didn't do the same this year. But, uh, you know, uh, when I was having fun with the exercise earlier today of how I would like to project a schedule, what I would like to see, just, you know, my desirable schedule, utopian schedule, I was looking at some of the who plays who already on schedule type of stuff that's locked in officially to, you know, like, there was an example I thought Pitt could be this date, but no, Pitt already had a game locked in on that day. I think Notre Dame was that date for them, so it couldn't be the case. Zach, what do you think I'm smiling at? I saw you smile as I was smiling. What, what am I? What am I enjoying? I, I like that Chris's exercise of having total fun of a schedule projection uh, proved to be controversial in some pockets of the universe. 2023, what a time to be alive, fellas. Uh, so for those who are trickling in, welcome, hello, I'm Brendan Sinone. This is On the Bench Live. Uh, this will be on the OTB feed on Tuesday morning. Below me, Zach Blostein. Zach, what do you got? What's your name today? Guys, right now, only for what, five more hours? So at, at midnight. It so the people listening to this podcast. Yeah, 75% off sale. For an annual subscription. If you're listening to the podcast, it's probably a little bit too late. I'm sorry. It's gone. It's um, done. Brendan didn't upload it in time. Blame him. But 75% off annual sale for the next five hours at knowles247.com. Um, we'll drop a link in the chat for you guys in a bit um, if anyone's trying to sign up. But yeah, go to knowles247.com. There's a story you can read on the front page right now that shows everything that you're getting in the subscription. Um, so just you know, make sure to read that. Um, and if you're really, if you've been thinking about it for a while, it's, I mean, it's literally the perfect time to do it. 75% off. It's literally a little bit over $2 a month um, for the entire uh, rest of, you know, this next year. It's, it's a great deal. Take advantage of it. Yeah. Don't complain. Don't come into my inbox on Twitter in like a week from now and be like, oh, do you guys got any deals coming up? Like, this is the deal to do it now. This is, this is a good one. I don't know when the next one will be. This was a flash one. I didn't even know we were doing this deal until like 20 minutes ago when the guys texted me and apparently it's been up for a few hours. The, the funny thing is it pertains to National Signing Day, which just doesn't feel like it really exists anymore. I mean, we thought we might get a commitment on that day and Dylan Brown-Turner went ahead and did it today. So like outside of PWOs announcing their intentions to come to FSU maybe Wednesday, which I think there might be a possibility of a couple of those happening. Uh, it, it's going to be really boring. And it's still kind of weird to me thinking back to even four or five years ago when it used to be just pure insanity. You traditionalist. Chris, we got Jared <laughs> Curtin wants to know what your beard grooming habit is. How does one get a beard so lush? He asks. Wash it daily, comb it daily, and use good product. Honest Amish. Yes, <laughs> we need to get, we is, get in the sponsor. 
Chris's beard grooming tips are inv- are included in the subscription. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's like a icing on the cake, cherry on top. Why there's so many dessert analogies with like extra things? All right, so to set the table a little bit pertaining to the schedule, a couple of things to remember. This year it's we're going to a three five five model in the ACC. No more divisions. Bye bye Atlantic. Bye bye Coastal Cluster. So now three five five, a team like. Pitt, for example, who FSU hasn't played in an eternity at Pitt, will be on the schedule two times in a four-year stretch, one in Tallahassee and one in Pitt. So every player that plays at a school for four years will play one of those five teams. You'll play three teams every year, home and away. Home one year, away the next, home the next year, away the next. Those three. For FSU, that's Miami, Clemson, Syracuse. Those are your three primaries. The other five and the other five, so the other ten total, you'll play off years. So you'll play home and then next year you'll play somebody different and then you'll play away with that group. So in a four-year span, you're guaranteed a home and away with each of those 10 other opponents outside your three primary. I made that way more confusing than it really is. I probably. So for FSU this year, their four home ones are Duke, Miami, Syracuse, Virginia. Their four away games in the ACC are BC, Clemson, Pitt, and Wake Forest. So I'm sharing it. Just I'm sharing touching it on that a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so we we know the bookends basically they're eight in between that when the ACC starts its uh, announcement show schedule show at seven p.m. and about five minutes from now as we're recording this again if you're listening to the podcast uh, format of this uh, we'll start getting an idea of of those opponents in ACC play um, yeah so this will be be fun uh, to to see what shakes out Chris you did it in a uh, an ideal schedule what you think would be the most was it the most fun the most like advantageous for FSU? Like what was the point of that controversial exercise? Uh, I mean, I, it, it was the schedule I would like to see. And I stayed true to the fact that the first two games, the LSU Southern Miss games and the last two games, North Alabama and Florida are locked in. And I also stayed true to teams that already had certain dates locked in that were on FSU schedule with regards to like FSU can't play them this week because they're already playing somebody else. So it just sort of like a, a balance, you know, not having like the three straight games like FSU had this year against arguably their three best preseason opponents uh, in conference, not having a situation like that. I just thought it was better. So this is what I went with. Obviously, LSU in Orlando at Camping World, then Southern Miss at BC at Wake. So back-to-back roadies to open up ACC play and then come home, play Syracuse, and then go to Pitt. So that's kind of a nice opening stretch, three out of four games in the ACC on the road get a bye, then go to Clemson, then come home and have VTech, Miami, Duke, all at home to close it up, and then North Alabama, also a home game, and then finish up at Florida. I just thought it was balanced because you get you got Miami opening up November, Florida closing it. You got Clemson kind of smack dab in the middle of October and Pitt a couple weeks before. Two of the more difficult games preseason expectation-wise for FSU, but the bye in between kind of makes that doable. And prior to Pitt, you have Syracuse, who will probably be one of the lowly teams in the ACC this year. So I thought it just worked. And it, it allows FSU to play a game in Florida, a home game, and then get a couple road games out of the way. So you don't have a cluster where you have multiple road games consecutively. So that, that's just what I was going with. I, You know, as someone who's covered a lot of FSU football and also went to a lot of FSU football as a kid, I just know we've had some really great schedules where, like, oh, it worked out, some really bad schedules where it was either front or back loaded, and some bad schedules where it was like, oh, man, why are we getting this team, that team, and that team back-to-back-to-back weeks, you know, stuff like that. So I was just throwing out my utopian version of what I thought it could be for the opponents that FSU was set to play. 
you copied my list. <laughs> Dane says he's got class at night. Dane, you have no class ever, especially not at night, as I understand it. Florida State Man 4, why isn't Trey breaking this down? Trey will be doing a more succinct breakdown uh, post-schedule. Yeah, it'll be on our YouTube page. He'll do the two-minute and 47-second hype video version of this, basically. And I will post it timely this week as opposed to like four days afterwards that we did for the 2024 class one trade did. Can we also react to, can we react to some other schedules around the ACC like Miami? Yeah. Because I'm really interested to see Miami's man. They could have a, they could have a tough, a tough road. They play A&M, they play FSU, they play UNC, Clemson, and then they finally, or Clemson's included in this, they finally get a little bit of the taste of what FSU has to go through every year in the Atlantic. They play Clemson, Louisville, and NC State. Um, and that's at NC State as well. So I'm interested to see kind of how that's, that schedule unfolds because that could be really tough for Mario Cristobal in year two. Yeah, they, yeah. they, might, they might be a better team, but yeah. the, the ability to get surefire layup wins, I mean, hell, MTSU isn't on the schedule this year, so they, they might be okay. That might be yeah. a, a guaranteed loss, not, not assured anymore. I mean, they it's have fun. that Friday night spring game, which I expect them to probably win. Not for sure, but I didn't look because they're not on the schedule. But like NC State traditionally has that soft first month, and I don't know if they did that again next year. I'm interested. Duke was an example of a school that I think their first four games are all locked in. I think I shared that Duke couldn't be a certain week because of UConn um, with you, Brandon, when we were talking about this day. Mm-hmm. So it's always just interesting looking at how certain teams, when they do lock in their four non conference or a conference game that gets a locked in date, sometimes that's a Notre Dame situation for schools how they maneuver some of those dates. And then it obviously creates a fill in the spaces beyond that for FSU. It's very bookended two in front, two in the back and everything else. It's in the middle. FSU is going to play eight straight ACC games, no matter how it's cut with a bye week somewhere mixed in those nine weeks total. So is NC state allowed to play like a challenging non-conference game? Is that allowed? Do they ever do that? I mean, one that they don't make challenging themselves, obviously like app state or ECU or something like that. Soft. Soft so pack. This person asked, how do you feel about Friday night games? I enjoyed Louisville this year, but I'm not a huge fan of them. Uh, yeah, once once every now and then it's fine. Once every couple of years, change it up a little bit. Louisville was nice because we got to spend an extra day in Louisville, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I don't have to tell you guys. Bourbon. Quick trivia question. What team does FSU play this year that they've never lost to, but have played previously because they've never played North Alabama? No. Oh, I was going to say North Alabama. Southern Miss? No, they, they lost to Southern Miss. Um, pulling up the schedule. Pitt? Nope. FSU actually has a losing record to Pitt. Dan Marino oh, days and such. Oh, well, that's uh, before my time. Um, Duke? Have they ever lost to Duke? Duke is the correct answer. FSU is 21-0 all-time against the Dukies. Two teams last met in Tallahassee in 2020. So they're saying that Duke is due... They're Duke. So now, come on. No dad jokes, buddy. You got to have mm. a kid first to have dad jokes. Get going on that. <laughs> uh, be, okay, so it's 7 o'clock. They'll start the broadcast soon here. Uh, real quick, before we get into the meat of that, uh, for the podcast listeners, FSU officially announced their spring game. was not a big surprise. The date will be on April 15th, uh, a Saturday spring game. I know, a novel uh, concept for for people in the state of Florida, south of Tallahassee. But uh, but yeah, that'll be middle of April. Is there baseball going on that weekend, Chris? 
I believe it's a road weekend. I believe softball is home, though. Okay. So you got something there. Yeah, softball's fun. Softball's fun. It's a good atmosphere. What up, Patrick? How's it going? I owe Patrick some samp samps. We call bourbon samples. I haven't forgotten. Never forget. Seems like you did forget. Mm, yeah, I guess so. But not like permanently. I'm drinking, by the way, guys, I got my ACC championship cup that I'm going to be drinking out of today at the ACC. I think this was the same year as the Effit uh, snafu, Chris, right? Wasn't that in the media guide? Effit or Ethis? It was Ethis, S H I T. It was an accidental print. You don't remember that? I think it was 2015. Hmm. And there was an accidental uh, print out in the media guide for the ACC. One page was someone left Ethis. Jordan Cornette, Cornette hosting tonight. Tyless, no tie. Rocking a suit, but no tie. Um, so how are they doing the show? Is it kind of like a right now? They're going over to the the you know no more divisions. Top two teams from a conference record standpoint will compete. Three annual opponents of three five five models that are kind of explaining that. There, I included in the chat the media guide for people who are interested. Can you also drop the uh, the seventy five percent off? Oh, uh, you want people to come to our website and yeah, maybe that's a little bit more important than your. They're, they're talking about uh, notable rivalries still intact, including FSU has won nine of the last thirteen over the Miami Hurricanes. Are you watching this on your iPad by any chance? Oh, we know it. Oh, we know let's it. go. <laughs> Chris loves an iPad. All right, Zach, let's do a top five list of Chris's five favorite things work. Like professionally that he enjoys the okay. iPad. Yeah, no, no. There's specific a good list. I enjoy yeah. a good list. Let's all be yeah. honest. I get a we get list. A list and, yeah, we get a list, and Chris is able to <laughs> run down the list and go confirm names. That's a, that's one of his favorites. On the iPad, um, uh, pinning, the iPad pinning, gets pinning, for that. Pinning and I, on pinning would be number two. That's up there. Yes. He loves pinning. Mm. Um. Oh, centering videos on uh, stories. If you don't only he likes that, I think that's a, a source of annoyance for him. Um, but he oh, likes it so much. Getting to the getting to the bench first before anyone else. Yes. Also, I can't. Someone... I just like setting the tone in that regard. I don't know if I necessarily enjoy that as much mm. as you do because the then you get kind of like one on one time with. Yeah, I, I, I do enjoy that. You're right, you're right. And also, when someone else is there before him, he does oh, not. He, yeah. uh, he 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 doesn't get mad, but it definitely he starts it, asking questions. <laughs> uh, Michael asking in the chat. Lester commits tonight. No, we believe that's fake news. Yeah, that was a photoshopped. Uh, I asked Corey Bender if that was a real like message board thing that he posted because I saw that screenshot and he said that was photoshopped and that did not happen. So, um, guys, we're in January. What are we doing? Too early for this. For this nonsense. Uh, for the podcast audience, we will have a breakdown on the YouTube page later. I don't know if this evening. I don't know when we're going to run it. This jam-packed YouTube page, but the Dylan Brown-Turner uh, commitment. Kevin A.B. will be doing a breakdown. We've addressed it on the website. For the podcast audience, though, we talked about it on Monday's pod and said that could be coming uh, in the next couple of days, depending on what happens. After we finished recording, he decommitted from UNT, committed to Florida State, so FSU did add what's believed to be the final member of the 2023 class from the prep ranks, uh, scholarship-wise. Uh, so that's been addressed. We've talked about that, evaluated his game already. No need to, to rehash that for the podcast, people, uh, on, on Tuesday morning. But but that did happen if you're getting your news from that. So uh, 
Two more things, Zach, that Chris loves before the announcements start rolling in. Oh my gosh. Um, you already said iPad. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. He loves to start a basketball season. Ew, and Checking I usually boxes. enjoy all of it, but this year not so much. Checking boxes and moving up tackles to guards and corners to safeties. All right. That's five. That's a good five. I'm sure we're missing some. I noticed this. Someone observed it on YouTube uh, one day, and my wife confirmed it. I count like this. I start with one on my thumb, which I don't think is how most people do it. But Yeah, no, I understand. That's probably weird. I, I never knew it was a weird thing until someone mentioned it. But uh, I think about it. No one else does it like this. Has your wife like diagnosed what that is exactly? It's too, on the pecking order of diagnose, diagnoses that she, she needs to have for me, uh, that's probably lower down on the list, Zach. Let's see. Going through the chat, seeing we got anything going on. Uh, I got some buyers to know, sponsored by... The, Turner the, Turner, the Dylan Brown Turner group. Uh, if anyone is, is interested, we'll, we'll throw some questions out there, throw some in the chat, but uh, we will uh, be doing some buyers and owns while there's some downtime as well to kind of weave in and out of uh, the live viewing of this since it's not going to be rapid fire. So I'm going to pull up some buyers and owns now. Chris, when things get going, just, uh, just let me know and I'll stop talking. I'm working on it to drop it when it comes hot. Good show. Byerson on Chris already has the list. I do. Whoa. Not? You know the schedule? I think so. But I'm waiting for it to be officially announced. But uh, is Was your prediction closer or the leaked Twitter one with North Florida closer today? <laughs> uh, mine was not insanely close. Um, I don't know on that one, truthfully. Um I did mention in the thread today pertaining to it, I thought Clemson could be a little bit earlier, and I think I said that a little bit earlier here. I believe Clemson is going to be on September 23. Oh, Whoa. should I, should I and add BC, that? And BC, which I said I thought would be the 16th, I believe will be, in fact, the 16th. So there you go. I'll give you a little bit of September. Wow, Chris, breaking that, news that, here, that folks. That is what I'm expecting, again, waiting for the official announcement. September 16th for BC? Yes, at BC, which made sense because everybody else in the league pretty much is playing somebody. And then at Clemson on September 23rd? That is what I am expecting as of right now, yes. So they have one home game in the first month of the season. Yeah, but, I mean, LSU is a neutral site home game. Yeah, it doesn't count. Uh, the one game at Doak. I'm sure the local uh, business uh, businesses are going to be thrilled about that. What? Tell me, tell me, they, tell me they won't be upset. So that's projected right now. I'm going to bold these for now because we don't know for sure. You like this? The bold makes it seem like you know for sure. Should I unbold it? So I'll, you know what? I'll put in the bold the ones that we know for sure. Yeah. There we go. So right now, again, recapping, we know LSU from the 30th in Orlando. Other myths, September 9th. I would like to go to a road game at Southern Miss one day. Too bad it's not like a two homes to one road. I like to go to Hattiesburg at BC and at Clemson. Boston College in early September, guys, it's going to be peak foliage. Dude, Clemson in the first month is so weird to me. 
That is strange. Maybe they're trying to set up like a like Chris mentioned earlier, like a potential like late if they meet in the ACC championship game, like a like a rematch that's not super. Uh, the teams would be very different by then, so it wouldn't be super repetitive. Michael Alpen in the chat asked, "No week zero this year? No, not for Florida State. Uh, that was a nice advantage against LSU last year. That warm up game I think yeah. was was pretty huge. I like that." That's a, yeah, and I think that did last year's team a world of good. Obviously, I think any team would welcome that because it gives them a great opportunity to just kind of work out the kinks, get yourself in order, obviously start practice a little bit earlier. But I think this team's expected, obviously, to be a little bit more together, understanding of who and what they are, and that's probably okay for FSU that they don't have that luxury. My take on the Clemson game is like I'm kind of stealing Dane's little thing that he's sending in our thread right now during class. Dane, pay attention. Dane, um, come on, be a be a student. But getting the getting Clemson the first week or first month of the of the season, it, I think could be pretty huge, right? Um, they won't be a fully you know developed team most likely at that point in the season. Um, they're obviously breaking in a new OC and Garrett Riley. They've got a, a new quarterback that they're breaking in and Clay Cade Klubnick, um, and he. You know those two guys will have to gel and 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 you know start um, forming that connection. And I think you know FSU could could find it itself at a favorable favorable spot um, with Clemson so early in in the year. I'm tweeting out something. Saw someone in the chat said, who are the best personalities on the team? Um, Kanaya Charlton's pretty funny. Robert Scott, you mentioned him. Um, great dude. Um, I think there was like, he did a, that live stream with Battle Zen and kind of showed off his his whole wall in his apartment. And he just basically writes, like he, he draws a bunch of pictures and stuff with pencils um, on his wall. Um, it's kind of like a mural, it's really cool. Um, but he's he's an awesome dude to talk to. Who are some other guys that are, that have great personalities? Uh, I enjoy Jerry and Jones talking ish and uh, and being himself. I do like that kind of going villain uh, heel turn. I, I do enjoy that. Are you not impressed? Yeah, I, I do like that. Um, a lot of the new guys I'm looking forward to. I thought uh, uh, Colorado big man Casey Roddick was really really thoughtful and insightful, as well as uh, Keandre Jones. Um, So both those guys I'm looking forward to. And there's a difference of uh, being good at a podium or being good at like in a one-on-one setting versus like being good in season when things aren't going well, or even when things are going well and being insightful without saying too much. So uh, a little different skill sets there. We'll see how those guys are. Uh, Ayobami Tafasi was really fun to talk to as a recruit. He had a good personality. Jared Verse is fun because he will just say whatever's on his mind. I do enjoy that. He's a good quote. Uh, Mike Norvell's done a really good job of bringing in guys with good personalities. I think that's by design. He brings a lot of thoughtful guys um, who, who fit in well, a lot of professional types. I think that some of that is by the uh, by design with the transfer portal and getting more veterans, but is a lot of, again, thoughtful, articulate, uh, guys who are going to be professionals in a lot of other aspects of life beyond football, I think, that have been brought in. Uh, Jermaine Johnson was was a good example of that as well. Yeah. Program guys, as Berzik says. Berzik? No. 
Okay, let's get to some buyers to know while the ACC's daddling. Uh, this is from oh, – I already read that one earlier today. All right, this is this is fitting, guys. This is from Stogfather. Byers Sonome brought to you by the Turner Group. Knowles overtake Clemson in the ACC this season. That is the goal. I will buy it. Um, I think Clemson breaking in a new OC, technically breaking in a new quarterback. Uh, I think if you get some in the first month of the season, they have a real shot. And I know they only lost by, what, 7, 31-24 this past year? Is that what it ended up being? It was a so one. It was, close. It was a one one score game where they were. But I I think FSU figured out down a stretch in that game that they belonged on that field with Clemson, and I think that is something that will carry over with many of the guys who will be on the roster for FSU this coming season. Middle eight, baby. What about you, Zach? I'll buy it. Um, I think all the pieces are are here for Florida State to do it. If they're going to do it any year, I think it's going to be this year. Um, you know, that's not to say the future isn't bright. In Tallahassee, but it's especially right in 2023 with just all the pieces coming back, the transfer additions that they, they've added this offseason. Um, you know, I really think it, it can come together and, and Florida State can win this league. Okay, let's see. I'm going to buy that. I, I This is the year to do it. FSU is yeah. bringing back everyone, Clemson, for the reasons you guys mentioned. I don't have to rehash it, but this is the year to do it. I think 2024, you're going to have to do a bit of a reset at Florida State. Not a big one, hopefully, but uh, with, with Jordan Travis leaving and uh, Clemson having its quarterback for uh, a full season going into that. Like, yeah, th- this is the year to to have that momentum and, and to potentially leapfrog them or, or start kind of in that race getting back up there. Uh, and why not? You're close enough this year. You've been close the last two years, honestly, and, and your talent level should be the highest it's been, whereas Clemson's descending a little bit. Uh, TB Golf 714, Byers Sonome, brought to you by the Turner Group. You guys get it. Five games in Doak are played in primetime next fall. Well, certainly not in September. <laughs> in uh, Doak, no. I mean. On the total schedule, yes. In Doak, no. The home schedule is just not great. I mean, there's only, right. so they're, there's they're only five on games the, in Doak. Yeah. but like, On the show, sorry to interrupt. On the show, ahead. they're at week three. About to talk about that. That is September 16th weekend. We are expecting it to be FSU at Boston College that weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll let you know as soon as they say it officially. Do you want me to be tweeting any of this out, Chris? No. Okay. We'll, I'll handle that. Okay. We're good. Got it. Uh, so back to the back. To, let us know when that's official or if that's official or, or if it's wrong and you're going to be embarrassed and look awful, Chris. Uh, but yeah, FSU to answer. Tyler's question there. FSU F- at Boston College confirmed. Sinem. Let's wow. go, Chris. How about that, buddy? Chris Boom. Knee had it first. Chris, Chris Knee had it first. Scoop monster. I'm, I'm not saying that. I, I don't want to get into one of those. <laughs> you don't want to be called Scoop Monster? You don't want to be called What's wrong monster? with that? Yeah. Uh, 75% off. Knowles 24-7. If you want to know where to get the information first, uh, this YouTube page for free slash uh, Knowles 24-7. Yes. Pay money for. Uh, so yeah, there's only five games, Tyler, at, at home this year. So I don't think Duke and Florida State's going to be prime time. Yeah, neither is Virginia Tech, and probably not Syracuse. Syracuse, yeah, it's kind of a poopy home slate, to be honest. It's not great at all. No, Again, no. Uh, home home wait, schedule is not super appealing. Wait, isn't there six games at home? Southern Miss, Miami, Duke, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, and North Alabama. Oh, I'm counting North Alabama. I had them bolded, so confused. Hey, don't don't sleep on North Alabama being a primetime game. Okay. 
QB asks, he did not do the correct format. He's playing a different game. What is, can we move the line of scrimmage? Uh, bye. I think, I think FSU is going to be able to this year. I'm optimistic. They brought in beef via the transfer portal, another year of development, uh, hopefully a, a knock on what a healthier offensive line for the returning guys. Um, why not? Why wouldn't they be able to this year? They've brought in guys who've been able to move masses of humanity at other levels of football, including the SEC. Uh, and so why not this year? I think that's possible. Zach, what about you? FSU going to make some some moves in the trenches? 100% by. Um, I think that if you look at any position group heading into next year, I think that's the one I'm like on both sides of the football I'm most stock up on um, just because of you know the talented bodies you added obviously on the defensive line, Braden Fisk is, is probably going to be an all ACC defensive lineman, in my opinion. Um, he's just, you know, wreaks havoc at, at multiple positions. The versatility is amazing. And then you look at Daryl Jackson, he has great NFL upside. Um, if he puts it all together, he could be a dominant force um, on the D line. And then you have the returners, Jared Burst, Pat Payton, Fabian Lovett. I mean, it's, it's a great group. And then you move to the other side of the ball, you know, you return a few guys off last year's line, um, and then you, you add some some really quality dudes. You got Wes Harris coming back from an injury. You know, maybe even Dimitri Emmanuel, um, if he gets his waiver for next year to, to be able to play. I mean, that would be huge at the very least for depth. But he was, you know, a, a really quality, you know, starting guard for you last season and could definitely do the same um, next year as well. Um, and you, you've added even more, you know, depth or potentially starting pieces at guard with Keandre Jones, Casey Roddick. Um, and then maybe Jeremiah Byers can go guard or tackle um, for you, which, you know, is awesome. But uh, yeah, so, I'm, I'm really high on both those, those, those groups. They went to commercial break teasing battle and death Valley as they get ready to show week four, which would be Saturday, September 23rd. That's when we're expecting FSU at Clemson. So that tease makes perfect sense hmm. uh, to keep this show moving. We boys will have an off week that last week of September, I believe. Ooh. Ooh. So FSU opens Dude, with four bye week and then eight straight weeks of play to close the year. That's the that expectation. Kind of sucks. Yeah, it's got to come somewhere. The it middle. does come after Clemson. It would have been fantastic to come before Clemson. That was the utopian schedule version by Chris Neen. But after Clemson's not the worst because if you do get beat up, you know, say you have a Louisville type of game this past year you at least are able to get healthy before you open up October. And I, I think October will be viewed as a easy month on the FSU schedule when people see the full slate of what's expected in October. I guess so. I mean, I, the schedule. So people I, can see it. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. I thought I had it up. Uh, that's what she said. Um, I don't like the beginning slate of the season. And, and here's what here's, LSU Southern Miss at BC at Clemson. So you have only one game at home. You have yeah. arguably your two toughest opponents. And one of those is coming off of a conference road game. I, I, yeah. I don't think that's an optimal start. Who does Clemson have on the 16th, the week before FSU? Do you know offhand? I'll, I'll have, look if you I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's a week that they were just doing. So let me look. Clemson is expected on the week of the 16th to face Bro. FAU. <laughs> they have their Charleston Southern, then FAU. Who's their first game? Do they not play that first weekend? All right. So 
They're coming back from commercial break. FSU Clemson being teased. I'm not actually listening to it. I'm just watching it. So I don't know for a fact that they have in fact said it is September 23rd, but it is. Oh, um, yeah. Clemson doesn't. They have Notre Dame this year, but that's not until November. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's in the chat and you and you know who Clemson has uh, before FSU, let us know, please. Florida Atlantic. Oh. Yeah. They have FAU and then Charleston Southern the week before. So a lot of tough tests before FSU. I'm I'm legitimately angry right now. You just want, are finding a reason to be angry. I think. No, yeah. I'm not. This is a bull crap. I know I said that's what I was going to do. And so you guys wouldn't even know if I was lying because I said that before the show. But no, FSU has their two hardest games in the first month of the season. Clemson gets to cakewalk and, and just trounce along. They get the game at home, which we, was going to happen anyways. But FSU has to go on the road before that game. What are we doing? ACC. Maybe, maybe Jeff Halfley will take it easy on FSU. This is great for the podcast crowd where Brendan just sits in silence. I'm blinking furiously and angry. They're showing a hell of a lot of video clips before actually saying the words. Yes. Okay, here we go. So week four, NC State at Virginia on Friday, FSU at Clemson on Saturday. That's September 23rd, as we said. Miami's at Mighty Temple that week. BC at Louisville, North Carolina at Pitt, VTech at Marshall, Army at Syracuse, Duke at UConn, Georgia Tech at Wake Forest. How does Miami play at Temple? What? I think it was a Manny Diaz special or Manny Diaz special, as Chris likes. <clears throat> Delve into your uh, why you hate this schedule so much, Brendan. I think I've already have, but I'll, I'll give you guys another reaction. I think it's a ridiculous schedule for FSU if you're trying to. Hang on, I'm, I'm tweeting this out. Got to get the tweet out first. Yeah, yeah. If you're trying to protect your two best brands, Florida State and Clemson, I understand them playing early to set up something at the end of the year that might be more meaningful or different potentially. But for FSU, you're basically putting them in harm's way uh, to get two losses potentially. Like they're two toughest games. FSU has a chance to be eliminated in September from playoff contention. They might have two losses. I don't. I don't think they'll have two losses by then. I think they'll beat one of those teams. Uh, but you're stacking the two hardest games on paper in the first month of the season with another road game in there that you can't absolutely control as an ACC uh, scheduling entity. It just doesn't make sense to me. I, I know you have to play these games somewhere. I'm usually the one in previous years saying, eh, it's not that bad. FSU fans are overreacting. If you're mad or annoyed at this, I don't blame you because I'm mad and annoyed at it. it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know what's happening. Thank you. AB says I'm spot on. I agree, AB. I agree with myself and you agreeing with me. You guys are mad about this. You got to play them at some point. I don't. I don't lose sleep over such things. I, I put out my utopian schedule and got accused of copying it off somebody today. So who the hell knows? But uh, you know, FSU Clemson loser of that game is not eliminated in the ACC because Correct. of the fact that we don't have divisions anymore. It's not the old. Uh, you're going to be essentially feeling like you're two games behind when you lose one to an Atlantic team who has a great shot of winning the Atlantic. That's gone. If you know FSU wins, Clemson doesn't lose again. They're playing in Charlotte, most likely. If FSU loses and they don't lose again, they're probably playing Clemson in Charlotte. If Clemson doesn't lose, so it the dynamic of it all has changed because of that. 
kind of touched on that when we first jumped this thing off this evening. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I mean, my biggest gripe with it is that, you know, the lack of home games, right? Because LSU just doesn't count to me, even if it's in Orlando. That's not, you know, you're not in Doak. Um, and if, you know, if, if they win LSU, um, I'm sure Tallahassee, the city of Tallahassee, would just love to capitalize on that momentum again, um, like they did this past season. And you get to go against Southern Miss one week and then go on the road, on the road, and then have a bye week. Yeah, like, it, it'll be October. They would have played. It'll be October, and they'll be playing. Or I guess maybe late September. No, yeah, it'll be October. You, no, you want me to make a little sense of that though, with regards to what comes next for them? Do you sure. work for the ACC, Chris? No, yeah. no, no. I, I don't, and I don't disagree <laughs> with you too with it being kind of foolish in the sense of protecting properties. But FSU is going to be home for a month straight after they play Clemson. They have the bye, and then they have three straight home. Games. It better be right. Where yeah. else are they going to play these home games? But like it, it's a weird deal. You got to put people at certain places. I thought at some point that like a Pitt Miami, Pitt FSU, I'm sorry, Pitt Clemson, Pitt Miami, something like that was going to be clustered together. Obviously, they moved Clemson way up. September was a bit of a surprise. That's not what I expected going into today. But later in the day, I was told that was a possibility, and here we are. But like Pitt Miami is going to be clustered late in the schedule. But October is a pushover for FSU. They they had to buy the last week of September. And then just to go ahead and put it out there, FSU versus VT, first weekend in October, FSU versus Syracuse, FSU versus Duke, three consecutive weekends. VT should be family weekend, and Duke should be homecoming, from what I understand. And then FSU closes out October with their trip to Wake Forest. I'm not happy. I've lost. I've lost the will to podcast. Uh, Buyer Sinone, hometown <laughs> Noel. Julian Armello becomes a meaningful rotational piece by the end of the season. I kind of hope not. Just I mean, like I think they want to start working him in this year, but like uh, you're hopeful that your tackles are pretty well entrenched, and you have like seven or so players ahead of Armella, right? All right, here we go. Speed version. VTech at FSU, October 7th, confirmed. We were off on the last week of September, as I've mentioned. So that's through week six officially. And I also just posted to the site the full schedule if people want to go look. Oh, wow, at Knowles 24-7. Let's go. (laughs) 75% off. Flash sale. Can we just put the whole schedule on here then, Chris? If you'd like to, you can. And you can put unconfirmed for the ones that they have yet to formally announce on the show. But at this point, because of the fact that, you know, we're like five for five, I feel pretty good about it. All right. Let's, let's just, you know, it's a projection. It's a depth heart. I don't know why that's happening with the formatting thing. All right. What do we got? Not like they can kick us out of a practice in February. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Too soon. Next. We break, dude, Miami's schedule so far is Miami, Miami, Ohio at home, then AM at home, then Bethune Cookman at home, and then at Temple. Okay, what would you guys trade for Miami to lose against Miami, Ohio? Like, what would you surrender? What would you give up? Like, would you, would Miami winning an ACC championship this year make, no, probably not make good for my, them losing to Miami, Ohio? Like, just the jokes that would write themselves. There's, what what's the trade off we're willing to make for that? No, I that no, 
What are you sacrificing to the football gods? Wake Forest at Clemson on Saturday, October 7th. That's what you're sacrificing? No, I'm just I'm throwing that one out there as a decent um, game. Sam Hartman ain't walking through that door. <laughs> I don't know. Um, FSU basketball not being relevant for the next five years. I'm fine um, with that trade-off. <laughs> Chris is going to kill us. <laughs> We just call that the Steve Romson era around these parts. Sacrifice Sean Ruiz in the chat. Whoa. 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 <laughs> Someone's in the chat. That was, that was Zach Blostein. That was <laughs> two words. Brendan Sinone actually told me to say that. Um, he works at Nolls247.com under CBS Sports. You know what? Um, I think we could all agree that was Dane Draper. Thanks. <laughs> yes, true. Um V Tech officially confirmed as family weekend. Ooh. Wow. On October 7th. So coming up next will be FSU versus Syracuse on October 14th. Are you in the chat? Just sharing for those listening and not seeing. Oh, that's right. I forgot. This is, yeah, You're doing an awesome job navigating this Google Sheet, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm juggling a lot of things at once. This is why they teach Excel classes for people like Brendan. Um, oh, wait, so if I you're watching, one? yeah, if you're watching, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I feel like I'm forgetting something. I am, <laughs> yeah, at wake first. Why don't you just read them to me at wake and then at pit? What date? The November 4th, okay. and then home against Miami. Also, oh, they have a they have a road game before Miami as well, huh? Yeah. ACC, go screw yourself. You're so Miami, bad at what you Miami and awful. Florida within within three. That's awful. Years. ACC, I can't wait until FSU gets the money to leave your crappy league. You suck. Awful. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Syracuse at Florida State confirmed on the broadcast as Week Seven on October 14th. They're so bad. Uh, I feel like you're giving Miami too much respect, and I just don't expect that out of you. I'm surprised to hear you as the one doing that. I mean, just it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a harder game. game than Miami. But what we got to remember is when we write it down on paper, we think, oh, this team's going to be really good. And then the season know, plays I... out and half the time that's not true. So I, I understand that. But it is January, and this is all I have to go off of is what's on paper. And right. That. I'm just surprised that I'm the emotional one and you guys are being level-headed. I'm just over here doing work. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, Go win, your games. Go win your games. I like I'm not I'm not line them up. Anyone not, yeah, line them up, maybe. Um I'm not I'm not one to get worked up over schedules personally. You know, I'll get worked up over other stuff. Um, but not schedules. You never, Chris. Yeah, um, worked up. Zach gets worked up over everything these days. That's not true. Not schedules. FSU officially confirmed Syracuse on week seven as well via their Twitter account. Just triple confirming, triple Lundy. DJ Lundy. I like the month of October, just, you know, kind of a little 
chill ride the first two weeks for sure. Um, I don't think VTech or Syracuse are going to be all that good in, in 2023. But, um, you know, Duke, I think that's an interesting one. What do you think of Duke, Brendan? I hate Duke. I hate. I voted Mike Elko ACC coach of the year, and people hated me for it. I enjoyed those moments. He probably deserved it. Mike Norvella or, or Elko, either one. People's counterpoint was soft schedule. Yes, they had a very soft schedule. They also had been absolutely freaking dreadful for the two years before he got there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, they'll probably take a little bit of a step back, I think, this year. They lose a lot of pieces on their offensive line. That uh, The offensive tackle was it the Barton guy. Who's it? He's from Nashville. We liked him in our tamper portal, Zach. Remember him? Yeah. Um, I don't remember his name, I think but I remember going, him. Bro. I don't think he's coming back. I hope not. Okay. Um, okay. Can you stop getting so worked up so we can actually break down the schedule? Isn't that what we're on here to do, Brendan? I think the schedule sucks. I think we broke it down perfectly. The ACC no, we need to break down. Are we not going to break down the, the individual games? Okay. Duke, October 21st, before at Wake Forest, which I'm sure the ACC will host an ACC championship game. Uh, in Greensboro when it's all said and done. I'm sure that's the next step of this evolution. Even more tobacco roadie. I'm sorry, everyone, for just having to deal with this guy. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you're tired of this, you can go over to nosecoverseven.com, and we got a 75% off deal going on right now. Um, Only for the next few hours, though. Um, About four and a half hours left. It ends at midnight. Flash sale, 75% off an annual subscription to Nose247. Take advantage of it while you can. Um, this is literally a little bit over $2 a month for an entire year at Nose 24 7. I mean, I, I don't know what you guys value, but that, that's great value to me. Um, so it's only $2 a month. <laughs> Are you broken, Brendan? Are you okay? Yes. I'm a little worried about you, buddy. We're reading literal oh, names wow. of schools yeah. and dates on paper. And Brendan is freaking out. Okay, Brendan, here you go. Okay. You can move two games. Who okay. do you move and why? Uh, I would switch the. So I would move. Ooh, okay. I like this exercise, Chris. Have we announced every single date we have so people listen on the podcast? All right. Uh, well, yeah, I worked them through October. So October goes October 7th, B Tech. 14th is Syracuse, 21st is Duke. Those are all at home. Family weekend on the 7th, homecoming on the 21st. And FSU travels to Wake Forest on the 28th of October. They close out the season with four games in November, starting on November 4th when they travel to Pitt for the first time since? 2013. There you go. That was my first and, game. Yep, and only the second time they've played since. Um, and then Miami at home. We're not going to Doak South. They're coming to Doak North November 11th. And then North Alabama, first ever meeting between the two teams. And then Florida in Gainesville on November 25th. What if I did this, Chris? All right, so this is how I move it around. I would take Virginia Tech. You don't Tech. actually move it. No, um, I'll put it back. I'll put it back. People. Not, hey, guys, this is they can handle So you're it. putting Clemson after bye, which is what I had on my utopian version of a yep. schedule. And you, you get a home game up. also on, on September 23rd, right? Um, yeah. So you have them going home, away, home, bye week, away, home, home. And then away, away, home, home, away. Balance. Look at that. That's how you do it, ACC. That's that's infinitely better. The force is perfectly balanced is what you're trying to say, Brendan. So what Brendan did was he flipped VT and Clemson. He moved VT in front of the bye, Clemson behind the bye. That's what he did in his perfect version of the schedule. All right, now change it back. <laughs> <That's so> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> 
What would you guys do? How would you change it up if you could only only swap one? I like that swap because I think getting Clemson after the bye is the most ideal. Um, and then you get another home game in the month of September, which is – I would move Syracuse to at Pitt. You would move Syracuse? Syracuse and Pitt. So I would go by VTech at Pitt, Duke at Wake, Syracuse at home, Miami at home, North Alabama at home, at Florida. I like having that strong – if you're going to have like a run of home games, have it at the very end. Okay. I see what you're doing there. You like the, the momentum at the end of the year. Yeah. A lot of winnable games at the end of the year, too. Duke, Wake should be down. Syracuse, Miami. The cheat sheet answer also is just switching by Clemson, putting the by in front of Clemson instead of behind Clemson. Oh, yeah, that would make sense, too. Yeah, I don't like this. Zach, what about you? What would you do, buddy? Didn't I already say it? I wasn't listening. Well, that's your fault. Um should we break down some of these games and what we think early on, like, you know, how these matchups are going to go? Or is it not worth it? Well, since you guys had to carry the load there for a while, I can share some fun facts about each FSU opponent. Oh, uh, you know I'm what, like. Zach? All right, that's on the list from earlier. Chris loves going through a media guide. Loves it. I do enjoy media guide. You're right. I'm sorry I'm a traditionalist in some ways. This is why me and Dane should get along better than we actually do. What's that supposed to mean? Whoa. Uh, Dane's hatred of tight ends that are phenomenal. Me and him are a little bit on the outs over that. Understandable. So, obviously, FSU opening up with LSU, same as last season. This time, FSU will essentially host them in a neutral site. But in Florida, FSU's 8-2 and two all times against those Tigers. And the last time the two teams played in the Sunshine State was in 1990, with FSU winning 42-3. to uh, Southern Miss, actually pretty common opponent for FSU historically. 23 meetings previously, 14-8-1 for the Seminoles. Can you name the last time the two of them met? No. You should know this, Brendan. Well, you didn't go. Independence Bowl. Independence Bowl. There we go. Good job. Somebody read it. With FSU winning. Last time they met in Tallahassee was 1996, though. So it's been a good while. Obviously, ACC opponents, people are much more familiar. BC obviously played them a bunch. Um, the last two times FSU played at BC, 21 and 19. They won both of those games at Alumni. Clemson, FSU looking to end a seven-game losing streak. The last time FSU won at Clemson was? 2013. There you go. Such a common answer tonight, that and the pit answer. Uh, VT, the last time FSU played VT was, oh, my God. 2018. <laughs> but it was what it was. It was the Willie Taggart era. Swag surf, baby. Swag service, sir. Bring it copyrighted. FSU is 23 no, 13. And no, I, I, I've been good with those guys. They said they said we could use it anytime. They were on the pod. We're good. Uh, Syracuse is obviously a pretty common opponent. This would be the 16th time FSU and them face off 13 and 2 in FSU's favor. We all know what FSU did to them last year. A much closer game in Tallahassee two years ago. Syracuse will be coming back to Tallahassee. Uh, Duke, we talked about earlier. FSU 21 and all, oh, all time against the Blue Devils. They last met in Tallahassee in 2020. They haven't played each other a whole lot in the last decade, though. Wake Do you Bar remember the 2017 game at, at Duke, Chris? That was that a was fun one. That was Patrick, right? Didn't he, he, went, almost, he went he, off. Uh, Jimbo yeah. had, like, a fun script to start the game. James yeah, Blackman. I think Patrick had a targeting on offense. They didn't call it, but he essentially was a targeting on offense. Mm. Um, I remember someone's grandma uh, screaming about how 
I shouldn't throw the ball to other players on the team after the Florida, game. So the weekend that Florida State is at Wake Forest, this is on the other ACC action. That's week nine. Syracuse at VT on a Thursday. UConn at BC. Duke at Louisville. North Carolina at Georgia Tech. Pitt at Notre Dame. Uh, Clemson at NC State. Pretty good game, but who knows what NC State's going to be with quarterback changes. And Virginia at Miami. That's the weekend of October 28th in the league. Back to the FSU stuff. Pitt, we talked about uh, last time FSU was there was 2013. Last time they met each other was 2020. That was a game where, what, Nick Patty started? Who started that 2020 game for Pitt? They had the quarterback. No, uh, Hartman was – it was Hartman, wasn't it? No, wait. No, it was 20. Pitt. Sorry. Oh, Pitt. Sorry, I was thinking – Was it Patty? Was it Joey? Something last name I can't recall off the top of my head. I know they um, had banged up quarterback issues going into that. Week. No, uh, what you call it? Played on a bum ankle. Pickett. Yeah, Pickett played with his ankle taped. It was his first game back. Yeah. But they weren't sure he was going to play going in. Per- Is that what correct. it was? That was correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Miami, everybody's super familiar with. North Alabama, first ever meeting. Florida, this is what the 57th meeting, I believe, of the rivalry this coming yeah, year. Yes. So, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. That's just a rundown on it. If you look at the release that I put, or not release, but the story I put up about the schedule, it uh, it has the stuff on each opponent. I got a little bored and had a little fun with it. Oh, and your one home game at the start of the season before the before October is off of a short week as well. So Jenny here in the chat is asking about parents weekend. Uh, family weekend is October 7th. Homecoming is October 21st. I didn't see specifically if they're oh. having an addition of parents weekend. Is there a difference between a family we weekend and and parents weekend? I think family I and parents is the same thing. I think it is, technically. Um, they've called it both over the years, and I can't remember for sure. All right, guys. Keep talking good. about the tier system, North Alabama and Bama. <laughs> and nowhere, nothing in between that, right? Um... What else do we want to talk about? I think that's like I think I think that was everything. We got everything we wanted out of this. Chris got it and Scoot monstered it. Um, you got me to break down a little bit, which is good. I haven't broken down on a uh, <laughs> on a show like that since Travis Hunter broke our hearts a year and a half ago. Too soon, I don't know. Who do you think is the sneaky toughest opponent, and who do you think is overhyped on the schedule going into next year that FSU will handle? I think Pitt is preseason ranked, and I don't know if they live up to that. I just I, I think that team's still living a little bit off of what they were the last couple of years. I'm not sure that's what they're going to be, but it's an Arduzzi team. They're going to play tough. They're going to they're going to kind of test your will to some degree. So I, I think they'll be overranked going into the year. What team do I think could be more difficult than I'm probably giving them credit for? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got one. Florida. They really addressed their offensive line in the portal. And they really addressed their quarterback position. They'll be really good this year. Brendan's back, buddy. He's feeling so much better very quickly. <laughs> I guess I, I don't know. I mean, Duke. My thing was my, maybe Duke. Yeah, well, but I mean, they're coming off an quarterback, right? Yeah. The young man who played quarterback from last year. Riley Leonard. Yeah, the safety who was extremely. Wait, Riley Leonard's not back. I can't remember. When FSU doesn't play them year over year, I don't pay attention to it until we're getting ready for the year. So I haven't dived in. I can't remember if Riley Leonard was a one-year rental or not. For I think he's coming back. I'm pretty okay. sure. So that helps. I know they lose a very good safety. I think they lose a couple of linemen on offense. So we'll see. Plus Duke last year, again, soft schedule kind of allowed them to be what they were last year. 
I'm interested if Halfley bounces back at BC. They were so god awful. Sure, I think he's a good coach. Um, yeah, I do too. Definitely, yeah, think he's a good defensive coach. And the one thing is, that, like, if you watch those BC games, like, yeah, some some of those games are getting blown out. FSU, for instance, but they usually played hard throughout. They didn't they didn't really quit. Um, so I thought that was a good sign. Yeah, they um, do lose they, their quarterback, and they they lose yeah, their NFL quarterbacks. So yeah, the one guy who had the team round on offense. Week ten in the league, which is when FSU plays at Pitt on November fourth, starts on a Thursday with Wake Forest at Duke. Friday has BC at Syracuse. Saturday has Notre Dame at Clemson. V Tech at Louisville. Florida State at Pitt, as mentioned. Miami at NC State. Georgia Tech at Virginia. And Campbell, mighty fighting Camels of Campbell, at North Carolina. This is Miami's opening month. Ready? So you got. Miami, Ohio at home. You got Texas A&M at home. You have Bethune-Cookman at home. You go at Temple. And then you have Georgia Tech at home. That's their first month. At Temple is a, is a doozy, a narduzzi, if you will. But it's going to be – that's going to be a crazy stretch for Miami. They have to play Clemson, FSU, Louisville, and NC State in the back half of their season. <laughs> What do you think it would take for that fan base? Well, not even the fan base, because um, it's minor and mostly on uh, social media. Uh, like like boosters, people who matter, to start getting antsy with Mario Cristobal. Like if they if they go to six and six or something in year yeah, two, I mean, and if especially they, if it's at the end of the year, if it's the end of a year collapse, like what? When do they start getting really, really, really frustrated? I think them? they that that they've locked themselves into a long deal, obviously with him. So. I mean, there's a lot of money invested into that contract. Um, so the buyout wouldn't be easy, but it's, it's, it's another one of those things where, you know, if it's not going to work for a guy that, that you literally, you know, broke the bank for, um, they, didn't, they didn't literally break a bank. A guy that you spent a ton of money on, um, but, you know, basically no one thought was going to leave his, his former position to go there um, until, you know, right around when he did, um, if he can't do it, who can't, right? Like mm-hmm. Mario Cristobal is not a perfect coach, but he's probably going to be the best recruiter that Miami can hire, um, you know, right now within this the next decade or whatever of, of their football program. Um, and he's, he's you know, done a really good job at that aspect of their program. Um, you know, the on-field stuff is, is one thing, but, you know, at least he's bringing in some talent um, through the high school ranks and, and some through the portal. Um, but, yeah, to me, I think they probably give them at least three years. Um, I mean, if they have another year where they're they're missing a bowl game, it could get ugly quick. But um, I don't anticipate that. I mean, they just play such a cupcake schedule, um, especially that first half of the year, that it would really surprise me. Um, and, you know, another thing they have to do is they have to go probably pay a ton of money for another coordinator, um, mm-hmm. an offensive coordinator with Josh Gaddis leaving. Um so yeah, maybe maybe some of the boosters there get a little impatient, but um, I think Mario's friends with a lot of those guys. Obviously, you know, money is going to trump friendship, right? If they're investing a ton of um, money into this program, they expect to uh, to see wins. Um, so you know, we'll see. But I think he's he'll have enough goodwill um, from from those you know w- with power down in Coral Gables to 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 last uh, at least into year three. I would say. What was the original deal? Eight years. Yeah, I, isn't it eight years, like 80 million? I think it's eight. So I think it gets at least half. I mean, I think it gets to four. 
the one thing you got to allow him, if he's going to recruit at the high level he's recruiting at, you allow him to stack a couple classes and see if it does start taking hold and trending in the right direction. Now the issue for him in the portal era, and it's the issue for any coach in the portal era, is if you stack good classes, but they immediately depart campus within 12 to 24 months of walking through the door, they don't really exist. So that, that would be the one thing I think could change that. But I think he's given time. They, the reality is he took over a program that wasn't very good, and he doesn't coach a style that lends itself to what he took over. Let him get his guys in there, see if it takes any hold, has success. But, you know, when a school like FSU comes into your house and blows the doors off, you know, if that happens, not this coming year, but the following year down there, that, that's the kind of thing that makes people get, you know, itchy on the trigger. Chris, what are the three road games, or I guess non-home games, that you're looking forward to most in terms of just now that we got the the timing of it, you get to know what the temperature is going to be like, uh, how you're going to be feeling on travel schedules and and whatnot. Like, what what are the three games that you're looking forward to? I, I would say covering the most, but just the overall experience of LSU because I I enjoyed that. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Good season opener for both clubs. I think they're both going to be really really good. I don't love that stadium, but whatever. Uh, at Clemson, because that's going to be a very important day for this program and where it's going, where it is, where it wants to be, all of those things. And then, obviously, Florida is significant and matters. But I'll go with at Pitt because I really enjoyed my trip up there 10 years ago. I mm-hmm. uh, had a very, very good time. It's a pro stadium. It's a very nice stadium. Uh, good place to have some good fun. Any Seminole fans that haven't been, I would suggest go do it. There's a lot of stuff to do in that area, a lot of places to have fun, a lot of good food to eat, good beer to drink if that's your forte. Have fun. Pitt's a good time. And early November, it'll be cold, but hopefully, you know, not icy and snowy type of cold. Pamani Brothers, a little overrated. Yeah, I'd agree A lot with that, overrated, actually. There, there's a lot of good options up there beyond that. So, uh, continuing the ACC release officially, FSU Miami, Miami at FSU is officially November 11th, as we've had. Other games that weekend, Virginia at Louisville on a Thursday, VTech at BC. Uh, Georgia Tech at Clemson, NC State at Wake Forest, Duke at UNC, and that is the weekend that Pitt and Syracuse play in Yankee Stadium. Well, that would have been fun. But I'm sorry, schedule. That would be fun to, to go cover. In, in our stretch of bad football teams, lowly ball games, I really wanted the pinstripe ball. Pinstripe, I, yeah. I hate the New York Yankees. No offense to any Yankee fans out there this evening. Not a fan. Families from Boston, what do you expect? But I would love to go to the pinstripe bowl. It would be pretty cool to cover a game there. All righty. Uh, do you want to play a little buyers to know more waiting for the rest of the ACC to announce? I know Chris has to see this through until the bitter end. I know that's what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. All right. Hey, I told you, you have me till 8.15 no matter what. We're getting to at least eight, buddy. I I, I understand what's happening now. It took me a minute. When, when I tried to go five minutes ago and you refused, I, I know who I'm married to work-wise. I, I understand what's happening here. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's one. Beta Null 8587. Buyers to know we get college game day at Doak next season. He's not counting the neutral site Orlando. Uh, that, I mean, what game? Miami, maybe, if Miami's good, November 11th would be a potential one. Yeah. Um, I think there's a fair chance they can get game day twice in September. LSU and at Clemson are both definite. Yeah, but not, a, but, that's not but not at, at Doak. Doak. Right. That's right. not at Doak. Um, unless Brent Pry pulls something off up there in Blacksburg, I just don't see it happening before potentially November 11. Yeah, FSU would probably have to be 4-0 coming off the bye, and Virginia Tech would have to be you know, a top-20 team or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to own it. I, I don't think that's likely. 
Colin, Bohannon, Byersonone, FSU's 2023 third team offensive line is better than FSU's 2018 first team offensive line. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who would be on the third team. Yeah, I guess Abdul Bello isn't on any of the, wouldn't be on this third team offensive line. So no knock on Abdul. Vaughn Williams. Those were the days, guys. Has Zach just checked out? You done, Zach? <laughs> you haven't talked sorry. in like three minutes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm dealing with the situation right now. Sorry. Oh, like a FSU? Does it rhyme with Marlowe's Pester? Marlis Pester, Charles, not Marlis. Charles, Charles Pester. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm like trying to figure that one out. <laughs> so my, no. my new my new method in the last couple of weeks has been to like when I try to confirm a, with a source like it's something, I'll just be like, does it rhyme with blank? And I find that it disengages people, makes them laugh and enjoy it. The key though, Chris, is it actually has to rhyme with the name that you're trying to get an answer. Marlos, Charles, it's close enough. Marlos Lester. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, what's happening? I'm dealing with a situation in my personal life. Oh, okay. Do you need to go? Not oh, oh, no, whoa, I'm fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a, there's a cockroach, I think. Uh, he does not like cockroaches, is what I had to go. <laughs> no, I'd be running out of this room if there's a cockroach. Uh, oh, here's a good one. DRA 15, draw 15. Byerson Owen, Knowles 24-7 would win an Anchorman-style battle royal with the other 24-7 sites reporters. Rusty's a large man, so I don't know if we could take down Georgia. Like, Rusty's a big dude. He looks like a Juco D-tackle. Can um, we draft Josh Pate for this? He's been Pate's on, on the bench multiple. I know, that's what I'm saying. He's in I shape. Have, I want the muscle that dude there. works out good for him. Um, I don't know. I mean... I think we probably get that. Well, I don't honestly know Jacob Rudner over at the US side, but like I know Blake, and I feel like, no offense to Blake, we can all take Blake. I, love I mean, Blake too, so like that might mean on the dude. The amount of um, Knowles 24 7 runs deep now, so I just think attrition in, in numbers wise would be able to overwhelm most people. Yeah. I mean, we have a solid starting like offensive line, Chris at center guard, and AD is one of our tackles. Um, <laughs> Who's the quarterback? I got a wicked cannon. Dane. He has the looks. So uh, Dane uh, does look like a quarterback. Week 12 schedule, which is when FSU plays North Alabama. So we're all going to hope for a noon kickoff and watch some good football that day. BC is at Pitt in the midweek game. I think it's actually Thursday. And then that weekend you have. Sorry, taking a second to load here. Jordan Cornett's. Doing the hand motion. It's got the George Bush Jr. going on. Oh, let's not get political here. You know, if Dane were All right, here we go. Back, North Carolina at Clemson. Syracuse at Georgia Tech. Duke at Virginia. Louisville at Miami. Wake Forest at Notre Dame. NC State at Virginia Tech. And then rivalry week. I hate this so much. Whiskey oh. Way, Byerson own the DB board will be an all-timer. Uh, it's going to be very deep. Yeah, and I think they're kind of lucking out a little bit just because of how deep the the twenty four class is, uh, with with especially like in the southeast with quality and and talented defensive backs. But yeah, FSU's in it for a lot of those guys too. So. An all timer is pretty like 
setting a high bar there. Wasn't the 2015 class with like Derwin James and Tavares McFadden? T-Mac. Oh, we got a special guest to help carry us home here. Let's Hi, go, Coach AB. How are you, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Carry us. Hot carry takes are about it. Yeah, hot carry takes. me home. Yeah, we need, we need some AB, hot takes. Give us, give us your top three hot takes. Hot takes? What, what, hold on. What are we doing? Hot takes on what exactly? <laughs> All right. Come in hot, baby. Chaos. I need some Dur- focus. I need, I need to be focused. I am a, I'm a boiling machine right now. I need focus. Derwin James, Tavares McFadden. And Der- Derwin James, the best football player to ever play for Florida State. Calvin Bruton. Oh, that's a hot take. Uh, AJ Westbrook. I mean, that was a pretty good class. It was a pr- Marcus Lewis. Remember, they thought he was going to be something, and then he had a hip injury. The, schedules, and- the schedule is right. ass. Okay, AB, let's get into it. Uh, I am outraged by the first four games of the season. Your season is over in the first four weeks. Well, over if you lose, is that what you well, mean? Yeah, exactly. Yes, correct. Yeah, if you but, lose, I mean, if you lose twice in the first four weeks, you're you're out of the playoff already. Yeah, I mean, and I guess it's, you're not out of the the ACC, which is obviously a big goal, but. I don't know, man. I, I'm not a big yeah. I'm not a big fan of playing LSU and Clemson in the first four weeks. Oh, I'm not scared of anybody. We're a big dog. We're going to eat this year. But uh, I say wait. They are going to eat this year. But uh, I, I don't like it. I don't like how it sets up. You're going to play a month of football that is meaningless to FSU fans, to national hype in October. That that makes no sense to me. You couldn't have slotted Miami in there somewhere so that at least in October you have a meaningful game. You got two in September and then one in Florida or one in uh, November with Florida. Playing Florida and Miami a week apart, uh, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It doesn't make sense. There's a lot going on here that just doesn't quite add up. Who's Miami playing before Florida State? Um. Have they? I'm looking at like this website that shows the schedules, and they haven't updated it yet. But we probably go like Miami's. Um, I'm going to assume it's a buy. Uh, which one did you ask about? You're asking about who Miami plays before Florida State. Is that yes? Yeah. No, on, on November, November. So 4th. Miami before FSU plays NC State, and I believe that is at NC State. All yeah, right, there we NC go. State. Hey. So so Miami's back half is not fun. They uh, going from October 14th on, they play. At North Carolina, home against Clemson, home against Virginia, at NC State, at FSU, home against Louisville, at BC on November 24th. Wow. That's got to be like the toughest Miami schedule in what, 10, 15 years? Well, I mean, they open with soft four, a bye week, and then home against Georgia Tech. That's got to be, I mean, they got to where you got to play them at some point, but you're playing them all in the back half. I might go to that game. That's like an hour away. There are six games on Miami's schedule that they may be underdogs in. Right? I mean, they're definitely going to be underdogs against UNC, Clemson, probably. I mean, we'll know at, more about these teams like yeah. halfway through the year. At NC State. At, at NC State. Brandon, I sent you the logo I'm looking schedule at it. for the whole league if you my, want to throw it up there. My brain is working much better on that. Oh, okay. Let me see if I can figure out how to do that. It's just a cool look at looking at the whole league. AB, are you going to come to the pit game? How far away is that from you? Uh, it's about seven hours. Uh, like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We've got to see what's going on here around the farm. But it's a soft. We'll see. Doesn't sound very promising. A, well, I don't know. I can't. I can't schedule it that far. I can't schedule things that far in advance. I'm not sure. You got that, chickens. Uh, might be clucking. That be yeah. <laughs> that might be a solid weekend though. 
No, I was looking at Boston College or Pitt, one of the two. How far Weeks. is Boston from you? Um, like eight hours the other direction, seven. So I need them to play Virginia at Virginia. That's like a good four and a half. I'm in there. In there like swimwear. This podcast is deteriorating quickly. It's not AB's fault. All right. So I've, I've heard bits and pieces while trying to get kids to bed. Chris is okay with the schedule. He's been an ACC apologist. It's strange. Just, I don't understand. You got to play him at some point. Is how I Jim, Jim Phillips is in his pocket. Clearly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zach. Saying. Zach, I haven't heard Zach's take on the schedule in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I to me, it's like I, I'm not one to get super upset over schedules. I mean, if FSU is good enough, they're going to win every game, um, and if they're not, they're going to lose. I get that ordering matters when you play certain games. I get it, but to me. That's something I, I worry about more in real time than, you know, looking ahead because a lot of these teams, I mean, our perception of them is going to change by week one, right? Like yeah, yeah. You know, some of these teams might just be, you know, might have crazy outings in week one and they're going to be way better than anyone expected. That happens every single year. I mean, look where FSU was projected to finish in the ACC before the season where they ended up. So, um, you know, to me, I, I'm not too overworked about it, but I, I get people's gripes. And I to me, the biggest thing is is, you know, looking at, um, that first month and just having that one not great home game, um, true home game, is not uh, something that I think is super ideal um, to Florida State. Just you know, because you know, obviously, if they they start to gain some momentum right after that that week one game against LSU, like they did last year, mm-hmm. um, you you want to capitalize that on that. Um, you know, the, the football program does. And you know, let's say they win LSU, lose Clemson. Not saying this is going to happen, but let's say that happens. Then you move into that, you know, you go into a bye, and then you move into that boring home stretch in October with not yeah. a you know a ton of hype um, because you, you're right. coming off that loss. So to me, I would have liked to see more home games, uh, at least you know two at, in Doke within within September. Um, but to me, I'm not like so, so overworked about it. Like maybe Brendan. Well, well, so so here's the point, and I'm a part of that. So I'm, I'm having it up a little bit and having fun with it. I no don't. Way. I don't. No, I, I, don't I don't think that you're. I I think the ACC is airing and not protecting one of its primary brands, especially in a year where uh, this is a big, like this is a moving year for FSU. You have a chance to level up once again. You did it in 2022. You can do it again in 2023. Why you wouldn't help out FSU, especially going into a marquee game against Clemson to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but we could say, Oh, it's a loser mentality to think FSU could lose it two out of the first four games. I don't think it will, but let's just say that happens and you lose nail biters to LSU and Clemson. Look at that schedule. What happens then the in October? You come off the bye week and you are out of it in national title contention already, and you're hanging by a thread in ACC play. You have one, two, three home games in a row, and then two more in November. Like, what is that going to do for local businesses if you start off the year yeah. poorly? Uh, and, and that's always a chance, potentially, but to not give the team a chance to start building some wins and have some momentum and putting and basically like putting FSU at a chance where it could a, attain a, a reasonable second loss. There's not a whole lot of reasonable losses on the schedule, maybe three total uh, where FSU won't be favored. And even then I'm not sure, but you have two of those in the first four weeks of the season uh, that, that could be very detrimental to a lot of people, local business. I just, it doesn't make sense to me. You're not helping FSU out. You're not helping out the city of Tallahassee. It just, I, I don't care for for the layout of this, to be totally honest. I uh, thought my proposed schedule was the best schedule that could have been. I agree just, with you, Chris. Just saying. just saying. Yeah, I didn't I didn't dislike it. Um I 
what, what if I was to change it, I think I would swap the bye and the Clemson game. I would like that bye prior to Clemson. And I think I would swap Syracuse and Miami. That way you get a meaningful home game in the month of October for local businesses if you're hot. Um, and I just I just think having that bye before Clemson is valuable. But, I mean, look, BC's – I'm not expecting a whole lot out of them this year. I don't think anybody really is. Um, it, it, it stinks you're going on the road, though. You hate to play back-to-back road games. That was my, my gripe with this out of – if it was a home game, you know, that's different. Yeah. What, what I did, A.B., was I said if you sw- just switch Clemson and Virginia Tech so you get the bye week before Clemson and you get a home game in the first yeah. month of the season, I think that that right there is your – and then you have balanced the rest of the way to home, to away, to home again. Um, I think that would have been the easiest solution. But here we They're are. They're going to get a lot of good looks at Pitt. Um, they get Pitt – or Pitt, Pitt plays uh, VT – prior to Florida State playing VT. Pitt plays Wake Forest prior to playing FSU. So you're going to get a good scout on them. Just trying to look at some trends here on it. I really don't like playing Miami so late. Why are, why are they obsessed with playing Miami in November now? Uh, it's been a recent trend. Probably because they don't think the two teams will meet in the ACC championship game because that's not what Miami does. So they don't worry about a, a matchup. Is that a, is that why you're playing Clemson? Is that one reason why you think they're playing Clemson uh, so early? So. Is because if the loser of that, there's not that whole. Mm-hmm. Chris said that earlier as a potential uh, yeah. logic uh, trail to follow. Yes. Uh, Jim text him and let him know that. That's that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Chris, this is the talking point. We want you to get out. <laughs> Jim Phillips texted you. Spread our message, Chris. Hey, so on to Miami late He's in gonna season get point. Three of the last four meetings prior to this year have been November games, November 2nd, 5th, and 13th in that stretch. Uh, the other one mixed in there was September 26th. That was in the 2020 season. Prior to that, it was consistently an October game for four straight years, October 6th, 7th, 8th, and 10th. So it's funny how, you know, that's an eight-year stretch we're talking about there, that there was that stretch yeah. of four straight years in October, and now we've gravitated to November. Historically, it's bounced around a lot of September meetings, a handful of September, I'm sorry, a lot of October meetings, mm-hmm. a handful of September meetings, and a smattering of November meetings. I, I remember playing high school football and, and preseason. I think we were doing like camp stuff, like two a days. And uh, maybe, no, that wouldn't make sense based on when the schedule started. It was, it was the rain game. Uh, it was a really sloppy rain mm-hmm. game. I think Kyle Wright was the Miami quarterback then. And that would have been what, 0203? Oh, mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah, maybe 03, maybe a little so bit after that. It was I just remember October consistently in that stretch. And then they played, obviously, they had the bowl matchup in 04, it started 04. But in 04, the regular season match was in September. In the next two years was the, the opening game, the fifth and the fourth of September. I think oh. the, the 10th game, I want to say, was week two, but I can't remember for sure. November, or I'm sorry. God, I'm struggling with my month, September 10th. Back in the four, I think that was the second game of the season. And Kyle Wright would have been a little bit later on because I, I think I was in high school. Yeah, he played at Miami 2005, 2006, 2007. Actually, the September 10th game was also an opener in 04. So I guess it was three straight years of openers. All right, guys. Um, I think we've got everything we want to out of this. Uh, a little later this evening, Trey Rowland is going to take a look at the schedule, do a 247. Is that what we're calling it? Two minutes, 47 seconds. I don't know what the official name is, but we'll let the master of the gimmick. Yeah, everything you know needs to know about Florida State um, football in under three minutes. 
Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap it up, Zach. One more time. Uh, is there a special deal to let people know about? Yeah. Down there. Yeah. Right here. Um, go to nose247.com right now. You got to take advantage of it, advantage of it while you can. Only four more hours left of this deal. Seventy five percent off an entire year of a subscription at nose247. Um, there's a story on the front page which shows you exactly you know what you're getting in the subscription. You know, you're getting access to a bunch of stuff. Um, take advantage of it, man. Two dollars a month for the rest of the year, um, or for the for the next year. I shouldn't say the rest of the year, but yeah, for a full year. Um, take advantage of it. No super seven.com. Um, only for the next four hours. It's a flash sale. So make sure if you're thinking about it, if you have been thinking about it, um, jump jump at the opportunity right now to to, to take advantage of this one because um, we don't usually get them this high, seventy five percent off. That's a that's a major discount. So big deal, big deal. Yeah. Uh, and then AB and I are going to be doing a scouting breakdown of some of FSU's emerging targets with Kev a little bit after this. I think we're going to run that on Tuesday morning. Uh, so a lot of stuff on the Knowles 24-7 YouTube page. Make sure you've liked, you subscribed, uh, so that way you get alerts when things are happening. Yep, down there. So, yeah. Uh, for Chris Nee, for Coach AB, for Zach Blostein, I'm Brendan Sonoma. has been on the bench. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For listening on Tuesday. Woo! All right, we'll get out of here. See you guys later this week.